Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm so glad you joined me again today. We're going to talk about who or what rules over you and take a look at how that slithers into our lives, sneaks into our lives. It's a great question to ask ourselves. But before we dive into that, I just want to welcome each and every one of you, especially those of you who have joined us for the very first time. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I run RHM International. Our heart is really to set the body of Christ free so that we can have the influence so that we can really serve the Lord, influence the world around us in the way that God has called us to do, which means we have to be healed up, we have to be set free, we have to be delivered, we have to begin to soar, we have to begin to understand our identity and who we are. So if you want to learn more about me and about the ministry, please visit the website. It is ruthhendrickson.org. And while you're there, I just want to invite you to sign up for our email list, join the family. I promise we will not bombard you with emails. We only do one to two a week. So anyways, again, welcome. So glad that you're with us. All right, let's talk. Who or what rules over us? You know, I talk about Genesis 127 quite a bit where it talks about God making man in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female, he created them. But I actually backed up to one, Genesis 126, and that's where I want to start. And so um, it, it's, a, it's got just a little bit of a different flavor than what 27 has. So you're going to hear some similarities because it's leading into 27. And yet there's something that's very, very important within this. So it reads, and then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So honestly, I hadn't really thought much about the fact that before Aber, um, before Adam and Eve were even created, while they were still in the planning stages, that even in that, even in the planning stages, God was giving them authority to rule. And just say that right now, that even in the planning stages, God was giving authority to rule. Now, what were they to rule over? A very, very important question. Okay, so biblically, what they were to rule over was the fish the birds, the livestock, all the wild animals and small animals that scurry along the ground. I think it's really interesting that the Lord thought that to specifically say, not just the fish and the birds and the livestock and all wild animals, but to make it like almost like the subcategory of small animals that scurry along the ground because they would still be wild animals. And yet God in his infinite wisdom pointed this out very specifically. Again, in verse 27, God creates in his own image. So the premise behind that God creating in his own image is that we have the essential nature of God. We resemble him. We have his DNA. And we've talked about that before. Verse 28, God gives them a command once again to reign over the fish, the birds, the animals, those that scurry along the ground. In other words, he's telling them once again that you were designed, you were fashioned to rule and reign. Okay, that's who I've created you to be. If we move into Genesis 3, we find Satan literally slithering onto the scene. His costume is that of a serpent. Okay, that's his disguise. Remember, he loves to disguise himself. Go back again to Genesis 126. And I just want to drive this home. Humankind was created to rule over things that scurry along the ground. 
Okay. We were created to rule over things that scurry along the ground. Remember I said, isn't it interesting that God saw necessary to point out specifically things that scurry around the ground, not to just leave it at wild animals. Okay. But things that scurry along the ground. So some of you might say, okay, snakes, serpents, slither. Eh, yeah. I don't know. Serpents, most of them have feet, whatever. But anyways, um, but if you, if you're struggling with that one at all, you could still lump that under wild animals. It's like wild animals, subcategory things that scurry along the ground. Okay. So therefore Satan dressed as Mr. Serpent comes in to have a conversation with Eve. Genesis three tells us that the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it. Listen carefully or even touch it or you will die. Note that Eve actually added to God's instruction there. They were only told not to eat it. They were never told that they couldn't touch it. Okay. Um, going on to verse four, it says, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Okay, so summary, she's convinced, Eve is convinced, she's listened, she looks around, she sees the beauty that God created in that tree. Understand that some things that are not good for us are still beautiful. It's a key, some things that are not good for us are still beautiful. So she sees how amazing the fruit looks and then boom, she goes and she nabs it and she eats it and she shares it with her hubby. Okay, so right there within that initial conversation with the serpent, Eve should have taken authority to reign and rule over the beast. Now remember, Adam was there. She wasn't by herself. So often this is depicted that she was by herself. However, scripture is clear that Adam was there with her. So neither one of them took the authority that they were created with to rule and reign over the wild beasts and over the animals that scurry along the ground. So rather than ruling and reigning, Eve and actually Adam also allowed the snake, the serpent to rule over them. Could you feel, even in that description, can you just feel the transfer of power? You see in this transaction right here by that momentary choice made, she and Adam gave Satan the ability to rule and they were put in a position to be ruled over, right? Okay, so again, some cautions. Number one caution, Eve added to the word of God. We have to be careful not to add to the word of God or misinterpret the word of God. Number two, Eve listened to a voice other than God's. That, that right there is huge because she knew the voice of God. She walked with God. God, or shall I say, God walked with them in the garden. She knew the voice. She knew the nature of God. And yet she made a choice in that moment to listen to another voice. And again, we know right through this whole exchange that Adam was right there. When we see somebody about to step off the ledge into darkness, we actually have a responsibility to at least try to say something, not to stand by or even partner or join with them in their, in their slip off the, off the right path, okay? So with all of this, we, we have God enter, and of course, he's full of compassion. And I have to wonder with this, if it would have looked different, if rather than hiding or rather than playing the blame game, 
that if they'd really understood or grasped the fullness of the love of God had for them, even in this moment, I wonder what would happen if they'd come forward. I wonder what would have happened if they had responded different than what they chose to do. But we're going to leave all that pondering for another message at some point in time, because I want to go ahead and point out something else. We know that God made clothing for them from animal skins, right? We know that these very animals that they'd been with, that they had named, that they cared for, God made clothing for them. Um, one author, one of one of the authors I was studying, I, I can't give, who was it? It was um, Robbie Dawkins. One of the things that Robbie Dawkins made a comment that really struck me is he, he said, we don't know what that animal was. It is true. We have no idea what, animal God used to make the skins. But this is what he says. He says, what if in that moment, what if it had been a lamb? Think about that just in your mind's eye. Let's, let's say it was a lamb. We don't, again, we don't know for sure. I want to be careful. What we do know for sure is that God covered them with animal skins. Scripture does not tell us what animal that was, but what if it was a lamb? Think of the power and the love and how the lamb is seen all the way through scripture. You see, in that moment, let's say that God did literally cover them with a skin from a lamb. From a lamb, And many years later, Jesus is the lamb that is slain for the sins of the world. We know that between that time frame, the lamb is often the animal used sacrificially. Isn't that interesting? The love and the compassion that went around them, even as the Lord covered them. And when I think like when I think that what if it was a lamb? It, it did something where it was like, wow, you know, wow, that the sacrifice, the the imagery with that, the power behind that with knowing that Jesus became the land, the lamb who was slain for the sins of the people, the sins of the people, which began right back with that decision by Adam and Eve to listen to a voice other than God that changed the trajectory for humankind, for the human race. Jesus came in as the lamb that was slain. So although we don't know for sure what that animal was, to me, it was kind of like an aha moment, like it took things a bit deeper just to wonder and really ponder that with Holy Spirit that um, just that what God does the whole way through with the lesson of the lamb, the blood of the lamb, the sacrifice of the lamb. So, um, you know, we're going to partner because they're, you know, we're part of this. I mean, we, 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 we crucified Jesus. I mean, all of this comes together. We can't just shift the blame like what they did. We take responsibility, okay? And so we allowed somebody other than God to rule over us. And how many times do we do that presently? How many times are we listening to another voice? Or how many times are we even modifying the word of God? Um, you know, in, in one sense, Eve added to it, like she added, well, we, we can't just, you know, it's not only that we can't eat it, we can't look at it. You would have thought that would have been even more of a safety net or a guard but it wasn't, it backfired and that she still listened to the wrong voice. She still took an eat. How often do we give away the power that's rightfully ours? That's one thing I am convinced we don't fully understand is everything that happened on the cross because scripture is clear that every curse was broken and yet we're not walking in the fullness of that. We're not walking in, in um, you know, seeing the, the reality of that. And we try to kind of 
placate ourselves by saying, okay, we still live in a fallen world. That is true. We do. But there is a power and authority that we were created to carry that's in our very DNA that was recovered with Jesus's death on the cross. And yet we have not learned, myself included, we have not learned how to fully appropriate, appropriate or grasp or even give away that power. And so um, just an interesting note. And then in the midst of all that, when God looks at you, when he looks at me, he doesn't see the broken. He actually sees who he created us to be. He sees the lamb that was sacrificed to reinstate us. Jesus died to give us back our identity. He put us back into right standing before the father. And of course, his very DNA was poured out in blood to restore us. I mean, that's that's the goodness, the heart of God. It's really important to understand that God did not micromanage Adam and Eve. If he had, the encounter with the serpent never would have happened. And he doesn't micromanage us either. There are things that we're going through because we've had an encounter with a de the demonic. Okay, and we made the choice not to listen to God. There's also things we're going through, again, because we made the choice. With or without demonic, we managed to get ourselves into enough trouble all on our own also, don't we? And so the thing is, is God loves us and he will always give us a way out and he always gives us a clear path to follow, but he does not micromanage us, which is the depth of his great love because he didn't want robots. He wants sons and daughters. So again, the question we're always going to wrestle with is who is going to rule or reign over us? Are we going to, are, who's going to influence us? Who are we going to listen to? How are we going to respond? And are we going to rule and reign the way that God created us to, full of the kingdom of heaven, full of the wisdom of God, full of the love of the Father? Um, you know, are we going to go from that perspective or are we going to go from the wounded um, nature of, of the fall? So again, are we going to step into that authority and really rule and reign with the power and authority that we have from the kingdom of heaven? Or are we going to in essence, say the cross wasn't enough and step back into allowing the demonic to rule and reign. So I think a great exercise for today, because we want to put some practical concrete steps to this, would be to grab a little time and get alone with the Lord and just say, okay, Lord, who or what rule and rules and reigns over my life? Is there any little area where I've advocated my authority to someone or something else, and therefore I'm falling short of who you have created me to be and the plans and purposes. Just listen, journal some with it. And as he reveals things, it's an invitation to get back on the right track, to step back into that position of authority that Jesus took back when he died on the cross and rose again. Glory, hallelujah. So I just want you to hear again, um, you know, right back before you and I were even created, they will rule, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Yes, that authority was advocated to Satan, it was given over to Satan, but Jesus Christ took it back on the cross. So we need to be very, very aware of this and growing in it so that we're actually, it's like we're, um, we're kings and queens in training, okay, so that we really learn to step into the fullness of all he has for us. So that's our word for today. Again, thank you for joining me. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. Um, feel free to go to the website, ruthhendrickson.org. And I would love to have you subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, follow on Facebook, 
subscribe to the podcast, Real Truth with Ruth. And of course, sign up for that email list, all sorts of ways you can get involved, all sorts of little components. And of course, visit the website, ruthhendrickson.org. Have a great day, everyone. Be so blessed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.